The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Benito Skinner. I'm Mary Beth Barone. And this is Ride. Ride. Hello, 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 V-E, hello, hello, hello. Did you hear me say? Hello, 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 V-E, hello, hello. I'm talking about. You make me want to la la in, in the, the kitchen, kitchen on the floor. Be a French maid when I, I greet you at the door. <laughs> Every time I talk about Terry on the pod, I'm talking about love. <laughs> you have to laugh at that. Whoa, you were like totally stone faced because wow. it cut out, and I didn't want to acknowledge that it cut out because like tech is so difficult. I know tech is hard. We are distant. We're distant lovers. This is long distance, even more so than you and Edward. We're in a long distance relationship right now. I can tell when you're insecure in the relationship. How can you tell? <laughs> we'll call, and you just kind of look at me longer than you should. Well, I have this thing where I'm just going to say all my paranoias this year where like if I'm talking to someone and I'm like, I'm getting a sense that they might be mad at me or that they're upset with something or I'm annoying them. I'm just going to say it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to internalize it and I'll let them tell me I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. But then at least I'll know. I was at a party recently and I had four weird interactions. That's the most I've ever had at something. So that was cool. Valentine's Day. People might think that I would talk about Terry right now. And yes, that's my love. And that's my Valentine. But I have a wife. Okay. I have a wife and kids and that's why I'm here today doing ride. And we've been asked so many times about something that I think we finally have to talk about today. Our meet cute, our love story, how it began. And contrary to what some on the internet think, it did not begin in the home because we are not siblings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It did not begin at birth. It began in 2018. I'll tell it from my side and then you can get into yours. Okay. Okay. Perfect. So I'm doing a 10-minute set on the show Stevie in Bushwick at Our Wicked Lady. I do my set and there's like eight people in the bar. It's fun to do comedy for eight people. That's what people don't tell you. Let's hear it. Can I get a little commotion for Benny Drama 7? So, yeah. So I do my set and then I stick around because I'm like, oh, I want to see other performers. And this girl goes up. I know what you were wearing. What? You had a crop top on, a puffer jacket and Adidas track pants and Air Force Ones. And you got up and you it was the hardest I had laughed at any comedy show that year. I was dying. It was so good. And I was with a friend and he was like, she's amazing. And I was like, oh, I'm obsessed. Bleep it. And I said it at that time. I said, bleep it. Because we knew how this was going to end. Because you knew. Because future nostalgia. Yeah. Like I, so with Arrival, I knew that I was going to meet you. And I knew it was going to hurt. But it was worth it. It's been worth it. I see your set. And, and on the way out, you stop me and you go, I loved your set. And I was like, but I loved your set. And you go, well, I hope I see you soon. And I was like, I hope I see you soon. And then we were like, oh, we're on the same show next week. And you're like, oh my God, yay. And that was it. And then you... You just 
to your next show because you do two comedy shows in one night, which is insane to me. And I don't think that's legal. It's not legal anymore. It's definitely not legal anymore. It's not legal anymore. In 2018, it was a different time, surely. Yeah. Although I did three shows last night and it really felt like the old day. It felt like pre-pandemic. Whoa. And it was, I felt like a young buck. By the end, you got up there and go, does anyone here want to fuck me? And that was your set. And then I dropped the mic. (laughs) Because that's all female comics talk about. That's all you ever want from us. My (laughs) pushy. So my side of the story. This pushy grabs back. So I told my friend Drew Anderson Mm -hmm. that I would do his show called Stevie Mm -hmm. in Bushwick. I once went to Our Wicked Lady, actually, it was my birthday, and I ended up hooking up with a comedian crush of mine. So it's a very loaded space for me. Yeah, good and bad. Good. There's good and bad, because with the good, there's also, you know, for every action, there's an equal but opposite reaction. I recently ordered a drink that was called the good, the bad, and the hombre, and I had to look the waiter in the eye and say that. So keep going. We're sending love. So I show up to the show. It's a show like any other. And yes, there were about eight people in the audience. I'm watching the show. And I see someone get brought to the stage. And at this point, I had been doing comedy for a couple years. So I felt like I really had my finger on the pulse of like most people that were doing stand up regularly. Mm -hmm. But this guy gets up there with a fat ass, a fat (laughs) little ass. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing a football jersey and light denim, if okay. I recall correctly. I see his whole set and I'm like, okay, this is so new and different. It's so fucking funny. How have I never seen this person before at a show? Why is the industry trying to keep me away from him? Why are they mm-hmm. trying to keep us apart? They were trying. Good luck. I remember this one moment where you were bent over. Mm-hmm. Like you were, I don't remember exactly what the joke was, but the spotlight just hit you in such a way. And I was like, wow, this is like, this is kind of groundbreaking. It was my grandpa jeans bit, I think. Probably. Because it was hard. Yeah, probably. One of my bits played into like my jeans being my my dead grandpa's. And I had to like always wear those jeans because I, I just it's didn't, the jo- it's, I didn't have it's that many bit. pairs at the time. You to commit to and I was the like, bit. this is the bit. So I, the outfits were kind of chosen for me. I saw your set and I was like, I felt like the wind had blown through my hair. You know, Stop. when that's you see comedy, that's just like that. I did have another show. So I had to leave. And I remember you were sitting at the bar with a friend. I stopped on my way out. I had butterflies. Ah. So I was like, wow, who is this kid? Who is this kid? Hey, kid. Love to hey, cat, cat. Kid. <laughs> You walked up, you go, hey, fucker. I yeah. said, hey, fucker. We kind of did. We were like, you fucker. fucker. It was very like gay guy meets girl. Yeah. And then <laughs> I remember we were on a show, like you said, the following week. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned a sketch you were doing JVN is Jesus. And you were like, I need to marry Magdalene. So also between seeing you, someone texted me and goes, oh my God, this guy, Benny Drama, just tagged you in his story. My friends are texting me that Benny Drama tagged you in his story. And I didn't realize your handle was Benny Drama. So I was like, Mm -hmm. I actually, I don't, I'm not familiar with this Benny Drama character. Mm -hmm. And lo and behold. Well, after the show, I remember you followed me and why I was already following you. Right after the show, I was like in the car, like I have to follow her. And I like filmed a part of your set and like wanted to post it because I'm like, (laughs) God, she's so good. It was during the time, it was just scary for me because I thought I'd start doing stand-up and everyone would be like, here's a YouTuber. I don't know. I feel like the way that people were thinking of YouTube at the time or internet comedy was very like prank-based or like weird stuff or really mean sketches or something. I don't know. Just like comedy not coming from like necessarily a fun or interesting place. So I was excited to meet someone that I was like, oh, I really loved her comedy. And also I feel like she seems really lovely. And of course, Drew Anderson brought you into my life because he's a doll. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. The gay Jake Gyllenhaal. I had no idea you were a YouTuber. Not even that I felt like necessarily like a YouTuber, just like that all my stuff was on the internet and I had just started doing stand-up that I felt like, oh God. And one person did bring me to stage and say YouTuber. And it was like, and I know that they did it to be mean. This is me then. And this is me now. And this is me now. I was booked on a show at The Break, fabulous thrift store in Williamsburg. And I had already known that you were on it. And so I was so excited because also Terry was taking photos at it. That was a crazy time. Mm -hmm. Terry was taking photos of us. And I remember that show being so fun. It was so packed. I just, I had already told Terry how much I loved your set and how funny I thought you were. And then, yeah, it was just kind of like, if you come to my boyfriend's apartment on Friday, because I was living with him at the time, I had no money. I can't afford rent. I was like, if you come to the apartment on Friday, I'll, I have your costume for you. Like I had already bought it, which is like so. It was know, really, really I special. It, ready for it you, felt like lightning struck. What was really important for our love story was a few months later, we went to Clusterfest. We were both at Clusterfest, which mm-hmm. was in San Francisco, Comedy Central Comedy Festival. And we helped each other with self tapes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had to do one where I cried. That was so fun yeah. to do from. I don't know what that hotel was, but also it was was like our first adult sleepover. And I didn't know if I could do that, if you would be down, but you were, which I was like, oh my God, I wonder if she'll like stay the night and watch the new episode of Big Little Lies season two with me. you gonna stay the night. It does mean mean we're bound If you're in Gotham, you're bound for life. And we went to a Uh, diner that uh, night uh, and a weird lawyer hit on me. That was so fun. (laughs) That was great. I loved Clusterfest. We... I mean, a legendary set from you, Miss Blue Eye Shadow. And a legendary set from you, Sunday night, I remember. That was definitely one of my better ones. That was a good set. I loved it. Uh, You all did like 20 minute sets and I was like, holy shit, these kids got chops. Baby, we had They got the chops. It was, at that time, it was war. It was totally war. I won't say who the comedian was, but she got heckled and the guy like came backstage to like apologize after and she was like, get the fuck out of my face. It was crazy. Like I saw so many things at Clusterfest. I like grew up at Clusterfest. Me too. I really wanted to meet Colin Jost, but I was too scared to go up to him. Well, I remember some people who came to the set on Sunday night, we joked that we like closed the show. I think there were four people on it. It was like Jacqueline Novak, me, I think Nicole Byer. And I don't know who else was on that, but it was so funny because it was like all these people who were pissed that they couldn't get into John Mulaney, like trickled into that show. And I'm in there being like, this is what dreams made Like, But my girl was watching front row. You taught them things they didn't know they needed to learn. And then also after that, we did every show together. We started Cruel Intentions. You opened for my shows in New York and LA for overcompensating. It was just kind of immediate. And then when I moved to LA, it was like, there's this podcast opportunity. That really changed, changed the trajectory of our lives. I'm thinking back to that day at Our Wicked Lady right now. I got home and Terry looked at me. He said, how was your day? And I said, today was a fairy tale. I was the prince. <laughs> That's how I felt when you looked at me and you loved my set and I loved yours. Don't leave me speechless, Do You never think that in a Bushwick bar, like magic will mm-hmm. happen. Because no, I had really tried don't. before when I hooked up with the comedian. I had tried at Our Wicked Lady to make magic happen and didn't. Mm-hmm. No. I just needed to keep trying. And then it just, it's like, boom, when you least expect it. Love wins. And it will always, it will always win. Love conquers all. It's the greatest thing of all. Christopher Nolan, Interstellar. Christopher what is, what Nolan. do you say? That love is what? 
the most powerful thing in the universe. Yeah. So I love our love story and there's so much more to come. I know all that's coming because arrival. We know. I know how it ends. That gets me into another pretty legendary, pretty gorgeous love story. In a little Pixar film, Disney Pixar, if you will, called Up. I'm going to ride for Up today. Deal with it. Today, in honor of Valentine's Day, I'm going mm-hmm. to be riding for something that I think just like represents being true to yourself and who you are and not mm-hmm. censoring yourself for anyone. And that is, of course, being a potty mouth. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. Oh, baby. Do you feel that? Yeah, what is that? The closest shave in the fucking world, dude. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. That is such a close shave. I'm yeah. freaking out. You know what I brought with me on this trip? I saw it in the bathroom. Do you know what I brought with me? My Harry's razor. Harry's. I love the cover on the razor. High sanitary conditions. I'm in. What color is yours? Mine's orange. Orange. Yeah, I love that. It's a classic Harry's color. Ultimately. It's classic. Yeah. Basically, Harry's saw customers getting screwed over by questionable overpriced shaving products and decided to do something better. Mm-hmm. Instead of charging the same stupid high prices. I love this. This is crass. Mm-hmm. Harry's found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of other big brands. Exceptional products, honest prices. That's Harry's. Hey, and that's on Harry's. That's on Harry's, guys. I've been using the shaving cream. People forget about shaving cream. No, I'm sorry. If you're not using shaving cream, it's absolutely fabulous. It's cool to use it on your legs because it feels a little naughty. Like Mm -hmm. using Harry's because it is for the face. Do you want to use it on my ass tonight? Maybe I will. Cool. Bend over. Harry's. Uh, (laughs) Harry's. I'll show you Harry's. You know, Harry's, in addition to razors, as we've already mentioned, they have shaving gel. They also have, oh, extra strength, high quality deodorant for just $5. I can't wait to try the deodorant. I have had BO lately. Me too. Yeah. It's something interesting. I've been using deodorant, but it's just sort of a thing that happens sometimes. Post-pandemic, I'm just, you know, I'm I'm a little, I'm diet deodorant, I would say. <laughs> as long as other people can't smell it. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with the $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash ride. That's harrys.com slash ride for a $3 trial set. Oh, baby, your butt's so smooth. Pimping all over the world. The fancy cars. The, the women, women in the caviar. You know who we are. Because we're pimping all over the world. If you see sex in every city and every town, you need ExpressVPN. Wait, Troy Savon, you've heard it here first. You need to work with ExpressVPN. What time is it where you are? You are? You You'll are? never know. You'll never know. I'm using ExpressVPN. Try to guess where I am. You never start. will. Have you ever gotten undressed only to realize that you were in front of an open window? How did that make you feel? Exposed? Vulnerable? Mm-hmm. Like when Terry raised the blinds in the bathroom the other day. Oh my God. <laughs> Terry got rid of these blinds in the bathroom and I literally made full eye contact with a woman who was walking four Siberian Huskies. Oh my God. Which also, if you have Huskies and you have more than two, they're planning to kill you. Okay, Just continue. know that. <laughs> yeah. Your days are numbered. Well, going online without using ExpressVPN is like being naked in front of a floor to ceiling window. Yeah. There are creepers out there who can see and record everything you do online even in so-called private browsing mode. Next time you go online in private browsing or incognito mode, look at the fine print. You'll see that your browsing activity is actually visible to a ton of people, like your internet provider, your school, and even your employer. We're self-employed, so, but that's for, you know, for the listeners. So that's why I never go online without ExpressVPN. Truly, it works so well. I was in Paris. And you had to watch the trailer for Jennifer Lopez's This This Is is Me Now. Now. And for some reason it wasn't loading, so. Not available in your region. I had to say, I'm not there. I'm in Utah. Well, 
<laughs> Sorry, I, that's where I picked. Make sure you can protect your online activity with the VPN I trust to keep me private and you private. Mm-hmm. Visit expressvpn.com slash ridepod today. That's expressvpn.com slash ridepod to get an extra three months free. Expressvpn.com slash ridepod. Because we're pimping all over, over the world, world and no one knows where we are. Wait, where are we going? Who cares? Ride. This is the, is this Love You Sweat episode or Me Love episode? Whoa, you guys tell us. You tell us. Yeah. It's all, about the, it's all about the listeners. You walking down the aisle. That's me. I'm going to scat. I'm going to do the up song of it. Scat. You better. Marshall on trumpet. Well, Marshall's recording your whole wedding. Yep. (laughs) The mics will be hooked up to a soundboard. We're releasing it as an episode. So I just want to preface this by saying that I've never seen up. This is crazy because I am doing spoilers, but not too many. That's okay. Just I do have to. It's been out for a couple weeks, so I have to. Yeah, I have to talk and you know I it. love. I like spoilers, so you just <laughs> let it rip. Up was like my favorite movie. I saw it. I don't know exactly the year, but I think earlier two thousands. And I remember seeing it and it having this like insane effect on me, and I felt like so many ties to it. It's really beautiful. It's about this man whose wife passes, and he's going to get kicked out of this home that he built to, with his wife. For his whole life with her, he worked at a zoo and he would give kids balloons. And she, I think, was like a zookeeper or an animal specialist is what you get from this pretty, like, unbelievable montage that plays in the first part of the film, which, like, I'm going to talk about in a second. I can't even, I'm probably going to cry today or at least get, like, crazy goosebumps. So this man, before his wife passes, they have this dream to go to Venezuela to Paradise Falls and see the falls together. They meet as kids and she like draws a picture of a house and puts it on Paradise Falls because they love this like explorer together. She passes and he gets kicked out of his house because it's like a development's happening. And being the balloon artist he is, he has all these balloons come out of his chimney and it lifts his house and he decides to go to Venezuela. But accidentally, a boy scout was like knocking on his door and trying to get a help the elderly patch. And he ends up on the house with him because he was trying to get this patch. And his name's Russell. And it's really the sweetest. So it's a kidnapping. It's yeah. Well, the whole thing's about a kidnap. Once they land in Venezuela, they're not quite to Paradise Falls where he wants to be. I hope everyone has seen up. I'm going to give away some spoilers just in how I'm going to talk about it. But they meet this golden retriever, Doug, who can like talk out of this like technological collar. And he looked like my golden retriever at the time, Tank, who we lost. Did you ever meet Tank? No, No. but I've heard so much about him. He was the best. He looked and acted like Doug. So they meet this golden retriever. Then they meet this exotic bird. And then he ends up meeting this hero, this explorer hero of he and his wife. And it goes wrong. Don't meet your heroes unless it's Charlie (gasps) XCX. No. Yeah, it like goes wrong. But that's why this movie is so beautiful. So in the beginning of the film... There is this like absolutely unbelievable montage and what it achieves in like three minutes, some movies can't do in three hours. Wow. Okay. It tells the story of him marrying his childhood sweetheart, this woman. They get married. They build a house together that they wanted to when they were kids. She gets pregnant and I believe has a miscarriage and can't have kids. And there's a scene where she's like sitting outside after it and he holds her and then he shows her 
the thing that they wanted to do, which was to go to this place, Paradise Falls. And so then they start saving up, but then it shows you that all these things in life happen. So they keep losing the money, whether it be like they break something or the house breaks and, but they grow old together. And he finds this book that she had as a kid that they had as kids where it was like her adventure book. And her whole thing was that she wanted to go to Paradise Falls. He buys two tickets and then they show throughout this montage that there's like this hill that they read on and then they pan to her and she falls on the hill. And then they pan to the hospital and then they pan to him at her funeral and they don't get to go to Paradise Falls. And so then he's like this man living in this house alone without his girl, Ellie, his like 100, his, his wife. His ride or die. There are easier ways to tell us you listen to ride. His ride or die 100%. They could do ride. I don't think we could do up. The montage, Terry and I were watching this on a flight recently. The purest tears running down both of our faces. I videotaped Terry. I took a photo of myself and I look like a witch. So um, I don't think anyone's going to see that. But we turned to each other. We were watching it together. Like we on the dial was kind of cute. That's Oh, you know, so my you started Valentine. at the same time. We started at the same time. And Aww. yeah, obviously I was bad at doing that. But then Terry figured it out and did it. And Terry hadn't seen it. And so he's watching it. Full, he and like, I really are, have so many parallels. Which is crazy because I think this is now on his list. It's like the kids are all right, up, wild, and interstellar, and Jackie. So this is like huge. I got to go watch it right now. You I, kind I of do. Go. I think it's like, I got to go. Serena was go. always leaving. She had to go watch Up. She had to go watch Up. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Who could blame her? Totally, girl. Oh my God. Yeah, go watch Up. Of course. He goes through all this trouble to like move his house, all this like crazy stuff ensues. He meets this hero that ends up being a nightmare that he and his wife love so much. And at the end, this book that she made, she has this page that it says, things I'm going to do. And he thinks that the book is empty because they never went to Paradise Falls. And at the end, he notices that the next page has photos and she filled it with all the photos of their life together. And he realizes... And at the end, it says, thanks for the adventure. Now go make one of your own. Love, oh my Ellie. God. I'm like, I'm tearing up. I just think it's like the most beautiful thing in the world because it's like the thought that this love isn't enough, that you have to do this big, crazy, grand thing. But actually that this like pure, beautiful love between two people was like the greatest gift ever and that she didn't need to go to the place. And he's like crying as he sees this book and and it has all these photos of them together and just like them being a happy, beautiful couple. And, and it, it's not about having to do all that stuff. That was the adventure. Love and is an this, adventure. Yeah. Terry and I, the last few days have been like, if we even talk about it or think about it, I get goosebumps. And I'm glad I revisited it because I loved it so much when it came out. And I really believe it should have won Best Picture. It won Best Animated Picture. Thank God. It's the sweetest little thing. And this, oh my God, Russell is the name of the Boy Scout. And he has like this beautiful backstory too. He doesn't really see his dad. And and then the old man kind of becomes like a mentor to him and like this father figure for him. And they keep the dog, Doug. Like it has these big emotional moments, but it's like purely adventure. And my nephews are loving it right now too. So I'm like, it's all that up. I can't imagine being a parent though and watching that a hundred times. I would just be like um, an emotional wreck. Yeah, you got to get them on cars or something. Yeah, oh, cars totally. is something you can cars, watch a hundred times. Up, not so much. Yeah. Pixar is just so good at doing both. Like it's mm. animated for kids, but there's these big emotional moments and a lot of heart. And I love Pixar. I don't know why this has been a blind spot for me. I guess 
right now I'm sort of going through this phase where movies that I know are going to make me cry, I'm not as drawn to. But it yeah. sounds like this one I need to see just for the experience of it, for the adventure. There's so much joy, like how they end it. It's so much joy and it's like beautiful. And it shows that like the memory of the person and those things like that is the beauty of it. It's very much like Ellie gave him a gift off season. Yeah. And it was like the gift of love. And he gave her a gift off season and it was the gift of love. And and it sounds like connection. It's a lot about connection. Love is the most powerful thing in the universe. It's about connection. Totally. I avoided it too for a long time because I saw it the first time and I was just sobbing. So I, I'm not always in the mood to cry. But on this plane, I was like, oh, you haven't seen Up. Let's do this thing, Cad. And we were just fully sobbing on a plane, which I feel like planes do that naturally. I don't know. It's like the altitude. There is something scientific about why people cry more on planes. I don't yeah. I don't know what it is. You can Google that on your own time, listeners, but not while you're driving. If you haven't seen it, watch it. And if you haven't seen it in a while, revisit Up. Oh, my God. I love that it was up exclamation point because it's like ah. mother exclamation point. Mother. Mother. Well, do you see the Venn, the Venn diagram of people who love mother and love up? In the middle, Baronies. Baronies, baby. Yeah, this is just it's a part of ride lore. Honestly, up is very it's very us in a way. And I think honestly, a lot of people maybe didn't see it at first because it wasn't like a Pixar tentpole. You didn't have your like yeah. usual characters randomly. They're like, we're going to get the Oscar for this one. It's my favorite animated movie of all time. It is really? Unbelievable. Yeah, I think it is. It has to be. Things don't like the emotions I feel while watching that. It hits me in the gut. It's like a perfect film. I think it's perfect. Whoa. Okay. Maybe I'll wait till Edward's in the States and we can watch it together as a Valentine's Day treat. There are two perfect Valentine's Day movies up. Well, four. So up Midsummer, Valentine's Day with Taylor Swift and Taylor Lautner and Hereditary because it's yes, about family, of course. familial of course. love. So it's about like sex love up. And then there's about <laughs> a love of like community Midsummer. Mm -hmm. Love is all around Valentine's Day and then familial love, Hereditary. Squarespace, you fuck you. You okay? I actually just made some major upgrades to my website the other day, just last week. I, I got an email from you, and sometimes I think it's like a work email, so I'm like, oh, what's she in my inbox now for? But it was Squarespace, it, it was lovely. It's marketing, yes. I made some upgrades. I think you'll like the new layout, especially on mobile. It's mobile first in this world, kid. Okay. And Squarespace totally. makes it easy because you can just actually click the little tablet or phone icon mm -hmm. and it shows you what it will look like on mobile. So this podcast, I mean, needless to say, is brought to you by Squarespace. It's so fabulous for our listeners with that entrepreneurial spirit. It has so many features. Oh my God, it has for so many features. For our businesswoman specials that the we've got here. Do you, you have kidding? like a businesswoman business special? special? Uh, yeah, it's called squarespace.com. We'll have two Diet Cokes then. <laughs> Did you know you can launch custom merch? They have an online store. They have an asset library. Has your sister Vicky done an asset library yet? I'm going to ask. Good, she should. I actually looked at her website just the other day. It's looking fabulous. Oh, of course. What they don't talk about in this ad copy that we get, the templates are so easy to use when you're designing your Squarespace. So it yeah. looks like a professionally done website that you can just use at home. Great fonts too. Great Clean. font packages. Clean. You can either head to or go to or check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash ride. Ugh. Save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Isn't that crazy? Like we're like, it's deals. It's, it's BOGO. Like because we return that value to the customer. Yeah. It's Squarespace. You're lovely to work with and you've really supported us 
from the start. Yeah, since a bleep it. Thank you, Squarespace. Okay, I'm so excited that Article is sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Mm. Because as you know, once I moved into my new apartment, I became sort of like a furniture junkie. I'm just oh, addicted to the you're stuff. You're such a furniture junkie. It's Florida ceiling furniture, pretty much. Article. Now that I'm an interior decorator, I'm constantly observing people's spaces and seeing what they have in their space. We should do trading places. We should wait, us two? Yeah. That would be fun. So I'm observing people's furnitures, I'm observing their interior decorating, and I've noticed that so many of my friends have items from Article. I'm personally waiting on two chairs that I ordered from Article to really fill out my space. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. Are they going in my room? They're going in your room. <laughs> Which is the corner of her apartment. They're going say, in my house. I say, get out of my room, dude. Get out of my room. I want some privacy. The thing about Article is they believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, so they're not paying for the overhead of brick and mortar, mm -hmm. they have some really delightful prices too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, hello, kind of me, coastal, not me, industrial, scandy, steampunk, <laughs> steampunk, and boho, totally not me, I'm more mid-century modern, designs makes furniture shopping simple. Article's team of designers are all about finding the perfect balance between style, quality, and price. They're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Once I get my chairs, oh it's my over god, for you hosts. I'm so excited! I'm going to do a full review. Cancel your tours. Ad. It's over for it's you. It's over. Hosts. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash ride, and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash ride for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. So if you're getting something new for your apartment, house, you want to get a friend dude, like a cute housewarming gift. A little light fixture, perhaps. Article. Fabulous. It's, it's all about article. I love that. Oh, speaking of, okay, plane watches. I was just on a plane and I re <gasps> yeah. and I rewatched Silver Linings Playbook. Shout out to Jay Law. <gasps> yeah. I forgot what a perfect movie that is and how mm -hmm. like heartwarming it is and special. And just like I think everyone should revisit the sacred text and watch that movie. It's so good. It's so sweet. It's dude, so well acted. Dude, dude come, come on. on. It's watch on. Silver Linings If you're Playbook. in America, it's on Netflix right now. So go ahead and watch that after you finish this episode. I want to talk this week about being a potty mouth. I think it's mm. something that if you know me, you know I identify as one. And you and know I do I, too. As, as does my, my close friend and collaborator. We didn't fucker. even know it, our wicked lady. It was potty mouth, recognize potty mouth. I'm with fucker Jones. I'm fucker Jones. Exactly. I apologize if anyone in my family doesn't identify as a potty mouth, but I grew up in a household of potty mouths. My mom, definitely the matriarch, my mom definitely led the charge, whether she knew it or not. Mm -hmm. But, you know, growing up in New York City, she is definitely like, she speaks her mind. She, she doesn't. Fuck you, buddy. Fuck you. I'm the main motherfucking I'm this walking motherfucking, here. I'm walking here, you motherfucker. That's your mom. That's so your mom. Believe That's all very that. my mom. <laughs> in my family, you couldn't curse until you were 16. That was a rule. Okay. So sometimes if you cursed younger than that, at least for me, I felt really guilty about it. Catholic guilt, it's all tied up in that. But since becoming an adult, I've just found that cursing like a sailor just makes me feel really good and I love it. And we have this podcast now. My dad's first question when I announced it to my family, can you say fuck? And can thank fuck? God we can. Thank God we can say fuck. I'm just picturing you on your 16th birthday blowing out the candles and you go, eat shit, fuckers. Fuckers. <laughs> like, if I'm so fuck. 
fucking crazy. Wait, thinking of all the Baronies who are 15 right now and like can't swear yet. They're waiting but to the curse. second they turn 16, they get to go, if I'm so fucking, fucking crazy, crazy, my fucking pushy. Yeah. Silver Linings Playbook. There's a scene in the diner where she pushes all the plates and food off the table. Mm-hmm. She goes outside, double middle finger up against the window. Mm-hmm. I'm watching that on the plane and all I can think of is I'm so fucking crazy <laughs> then leave. <laughs> no, exactly. That's probably where I got it from. Honestly, it's all goes back to J-Law. It always does. I know that people think being a potty mouth is not ladylike or it's like not proper. And I, I really think that, that goes back to like our country being founded on like a puritanical form of society or whatever. Yeah. But to me, it's just like if I want to say fuck, if I want to say shit, damn crap. And I will say the C word just in case anybody's listening to this episode with their kids around. But mm-hmm. I just think it's like whatever. Just like let me live. And I I do feel bad sometimes if I curse in like mixed company. And by that, I mean like people who maybe don't curse as much. Mm-hmm. But that's just who I am and like love it or hate it. Like that's just me. Like I have to say fuck. <laughs> that's so What's her name? Love me or hate me? <laughs> What's that song? Oh, Lady Sovereign. Love me or hate me. It's been an obsession. <laughs> that is the question. That's if you, you love me, then thank you. And if you hate me, well then but fuck you. Fuck you. Wait, Lily Allen doing fuck you. Fuck, fuck you, you baby very much. I loved all that shit. I mean, I'm youngest child, so it is potty central over here. And my parents kind of gave up after a while because I was only watching the real world and like swearing like a sailor, truly. Mm. Like potty mouth turd mouth i watched notting hill as a kid and i walked into a room and i looked at my mom and i went oh holy fuck and i did that for like weeks and she was just like please don't do that <laughs> like i she's like it is making me laugh but like you don't do that at school like they'll think i'm not a bad at mother. school of course but of course it's funny terry's siblings don't really swear that much like terry swears but not that much and his mom doesn't really swear i swear and they're all like how does ben get away with it and she's like well he's not like He's not technically mine. So it's just kind of fun when he does it. <laughs> like, and her, oh my God, shout out Kathy. The way that she swears are these like actual riddles. Like mm. <laughs> she, it's, it's unbelievable. She'll be like heavens to Murgatroyd. Oh yeah, of course. Which I, heavens that's to, to me yeah. is like that. Now that's potty. <laughs> A classic <laughs> but, in my house, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Oh yeah. She does that too. Yeah. That's a big one. For yeah. that generation. And I think it's great. Also, something that I love is taking a swear word from a past generation and introducing it into your vernacular. So mm-hmm. it's like it's keeping these traditions alive. And I think that's really important. My mom's favorite when someone cuts her off or with, if someone honks at her, blow it out your ass. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what I love about our You don't hear that every day. They're crass. They're crass. <laughs> Being a potty mouth is crass. My mom will, we all know my mom's favorite word is hoe. I'm like, oh God, I look like a hoe. I look like a hoe here. Let women and gay guys be crass because straight guys have been Mm. allowed to be crass since the dawn of time. I mean, look at Adam in the Garden Mm. of Eden. The next thing is to let us be lazy, by the way. Definitely. Let women and queer people be lazy, please. Jesus. We're we're getting there. It starts with cursing. (laughs) It starts with cuss words and then we'll move on from there and grow. And generations after us will be able to thank us for the hard work that we did in Taking down these barriers, mm-hmm. we're breaking barriers by cursing and being true to ourselves and who we really are. It's so much more expressive to say, I fucking love you than to just say, I love you. I mean, obviously, you wouldn't say I fucking love you every time. It just means more. I agree. I think there's some kind of obviously we're not going to look it up, but I, I do think there is some science behind it, like really releasing emotions 
like it actually being good for you to like get it out. Like when I hit my leg on something, I'm like, fight leg. Fight leg. Yeah. So that's, that can feel really good too. We love being potty mouse over here. I think it's so fun. And oh my God, my sister has such a funny one, Katie. My oldest sister, Laura, she had all these friends over for a sleepover and they were in our basement. And Katie comes down in heels and she's like six. And she goes, what the hell is going on down here? And Laura still tells the story. And I'm like, kids swearing. Sorry. That's hard for me not to laugh at. I think there's a Modern Family episode about that, that they like love it and that they feel bad, but it is just so funny. Oh my God. You say it. And then I think my niece once, yeah, I said shit. And she's like, shit, shit, shit. It's like, there's oh, a reason oops. why they love it so much and they're not censoring themselves. They're not put upon by society. They can just curse with reckless abandon. Well, society is all about forbidden fruit. Exactly. That's what I always say. I walk up to people at parties. <laughs> if you you catch me in the kitchen at a house party, I'm looking at everyone. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at everyone saying society is all about a forbidden fruit. You know how to clear a room. <laughs> oh, girl. Clean house, biatch. Oh, also say biatch more. Biatch is back. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. Biatch. And how you spell it, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. What are the UK ones? What's fun about the UK is that they actually have some alternative swear words. So mm-hmm. ass, A-S-S mm-hmm. becomes arse. But the way arse. you say it is just like ass. So it's A-R-S-E. Then pissed to them means drunk. It doesn't mean mad. I got pissed at the pub last night. <sighs> also a twat. Oh, twat is so good. I should have called that woman who said night f- to me at Ludlow. I should have said night twat. You're a twat. <laughs> oh my God. They also have bell end, which means like the head of the penis, which is mm-hmm. a good one. And then they have wanker, which we don't have here. And wanker. I really like that one. I know. I wonder if they ever said it in Harry Potter or Turf Hogwarts. Ron, you're such a wanker. And Hermione says, I got pissed. I got pissed in Hogsmeade last night. <laughs> I just want to go real hard. I just want to go real hard. I just want to go real Pink hard. Pink diamonds all in the dark. Wait, I swear to God, Charlie XCX could do Hogwarts, but Hogwarts could never do could Charlie never, XCX. Good no luck. Way. And it wouldn't be turf Hogwarts. Let's just say that much. Pink diamonds all in the dark, dark. Should we get into ride or die? You know what you are, Benny? Hmm. A f- it? Your word's not mine. Babe, you're my ride or die. Ride or die. I guess you can't technically ride for up yet because you haven't seen it, but I know by next week you will have. So I ride for up because I think that movies that make you feel something, it's why we're all here. That are 90 minutes. Especially that are 90 minutes. Mm -hmm. Even without seeing it, the fact that it's important to you means that it's something I can appreciate. And that's something I'm I do pride myself on. I can appreciate things that are part of culture without having to participate in them because mm-hmm. I think it's nice that they matter to other people. So I will watch this film mm-hmm. and I'm sure I'm going to love it. And I feel like if my friend loves something and it's not hurting anyone, like I ride for that. And I ride for love stories. My God, I ride for love stories. You're my, you're my greatest love story, my love, my wife. Whatever I did to lead me to you, I'll do it again. I'll go back into the closet. I don't care. I yeah, think dude, cosmically, when we were born, there was a connection. I was I here so a little bit longer. I had a couple years to warm them up. Mm-hmm. And then little did we know we would meet in the 2010s. Guess who, fuckers? They said culture was dead. We brought it back. <laughs> I love... <laughs> Why am I thinking of Sleeping Beauty so much recently? Aurora, wasn't she like turning 16 or something? That was what was so big. She got to say fuck. <laughs> she got to say fuck that day. <laughs> Aurora went, fuck my pussy shit. 
Fuck my fucking pushy. I fucking love swearing and I've never thought it's a big deal. And I think that's all my parents. Like they didn't care that much. Sometimes though, they are like, okay, you are a potty mouth, but I love swearing. It's emotion. I'm an emotion-based guy and I'm going to say fuck and I'm going to say suck and fuck and do whatever I want. I wonder if creatives are bigger potty mouths. Like, Probably. Cre- Did I say Can, creators? You're wondering if content creators are bigger potty mouths. No, I would never. <laughs> I would never pose such a question. <laughs> yeah. Thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoy this episode. Tell someone you fucking love them today. And to those people that are not currently in relationships, I think you should have the best day. Treat yourself to whatever makes you feel good. Hang out with friends. Love, Self-love, love, love chosen family. Valentine's Day is about all love. Like I have a wife and a boyfriend, luckily. And I have to celebrate both of them. So it is kind of a stressful day for me. It's a busy day. Busiest day of the year. Of course. Today was a fairy tale. Love you, Ken. Oh, my exit. Benny, babe, eyes on the road. Benny, look out! Ride, ride, ride. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.